This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Go 24-7 podcast. I'm Billy Embody. We're here to preview LSU Arkansas with hogsports.com publisher Trey Biddy. Trey, thanks for joining the pod, man. Uh, we got to catch up at SEC Media Days when you guys came over to the 24-7 Sports Network. It's good to have you guys uh, here with us. I know it's been a busy season for you, but we appreciate the few minutes. Absolutely, Billy. Anytime for you, man. Um, what has this season been like? Obviously, now Chad Morris fired as, as Arkansas's coach and Barry Lunny Jr. taking over in the interim. It's It's been one of those wild kind of rides, though. This, this Yeah. Yeah, it, it couldn't be more disappointing than it's been. I mean, to win only two games, just like you did last year, to see this let go of the rope mentality like they've had here down the stretch, really it's like they lose the Kentucky game and the wheels fall off. You know, And that was a game that they absolutely should have and could have won. And it's like ever since then, they've just there's just been a lot of quit, to be honest. I mean, uh, losing the way they did to Auburn and Alabama, and then I can understand that in a way, but to lose the way they did against Mississippi State, a bad Mississippi State team at home, and then follow that up with Western Kentucky, they really had no choice but to move on from Chad Morris. Just uh, that, that's two years in a row that they've just, just let go of it. And uh, so you flip over to the defensive side of the ball, the defense is playing horribly. I mean, John Chavis makes a million and a half dollars a year. I mean, I, I don't know many million and a half dollar coordinators that have the worst defense in their league and, and maybe up there with the country. So the buy-in just hasn't been there. Uh, there's been plenty of things to embarrass Arkansas, like the fake punt that everybody has seen. You know, there's so many things like that. And it's crazy because off the field, in terms of marketing and recruiting and stuff, they really seem to get it. Chad Morris had a really good plan as far as recruiting goes. But, man, on the field, it just felt like every week was an experiment. Second year in a row, they couldn't figure the quarterback situation out. Every single week, they started the wrong quarterback. The backup would come in and play better. So you're preparing this guy all week to be the starter, and then the backup comes in and outplays him every single time. So that's been the stuff that's been really disappointing, just – the feel that everything is an experiment, um, you know, like in Chad Morris's last press conference, he said, you know, this is not going to be an overnight fix. And I think we've seen that for the last two years. And I just like the last two years, it's not an overnight fix. That doesn't even how does that make any sense, you know? So, uh, you know, that's this, this Arkansas team is not very good, but they are way, they're playing way, way worse than they actually are. This is not quite as bad a situation as it appears. It's just, a total lack of buy-in from the inside. And I think the move to get Barry Lunny Jr. in before the bye week and give him that time to kind of settle things down, former Arkansas player, that's got to help a little bit, kind of get everyone maybe back on the same page as best as they can going into this one. Yeah, I mean, you can say back on the same page or just getting them on the same page for the first time <laughs> in a lot of ways because – 
you know, Barry has a unique background with having played at Arkansas. He came in as a freshman and Arkansas lost to the Citadel, which was generally regarded as the worst loss in Arkansas history. Jack Crow was fired. That was game one. Arkansas's entrance into the SEC that year, game one, and Barry Lunny Jr. is eventually thrust into the spotlight as a true freshman starting quarterback. And that year they went on the road, beat number three, Tennessee. And he just kind of draws a parallel with how that worked for the seniors, being able to send the seniors out with something positive. And then that group of freshmen eventually in 1995 went on to go to the first SEC championship game in school history. So in that kind of statement, he just kind of brings it all around because there does seem to be some uh, some division with older players, younger players, offense, defense, maybe even coaches versus players, players versus coaches, all kinds of stuff like that. It's just not a healthy locker room. There's a lot to be fixed here. And Lunny, with his past experience like that, can really you know bring things together. I thought something he said, now nobody's expecting Arkansas to go in and pull off the upset of the decade, century, however, I think 46 points, somebody said it would be the biggest upset ever. But Having the idea that you're going to go in and, and play your best game of the season, you know, maybe you can develop a little bit of momentum because Missouri, the next week is beatable. You know, if you can go in and play with the, this game uh, with what he calls a, uh, a, a, everything to gain attitude, not the nothing to lose attitude. And it's just semantics, but it makes a big difference. I thought he made a great point. You go into this week of preparation, like we've got nothing to lose, or do you go in with, we've got everything to gain. You probably will prepare a lot differently. So if they can go in, maybe show well Saturday night in Death Valley, the chance of rain's never, never right, Billy. <laughs> chance of rain's never in Death Valley Saturday night. So if they can go in, you know, with a, a better attitude, actually play well, build on some, on some stuff, that next weekend or next Friday against Missouri, a team that's lost four straight, doesn't have anything to play for because they're ineligible for a bowl game. And their bowl game is basically Little Rock. The weather might be crappy. Maybe you, maybe you pull off a little upset there and get things headed into some momentum, um, you know, into the offseason with a new coaching staff, which will, you know, be inevitable and stuff. But, um, you know, that's that's kind of what you've got right now if you're Arkansas. Well, we will cover a lot more on the other side is break about the current team and where they're at offensively, defensively, what maybe can change heading into this one as uh, Arkansas moves on from Chad Morrison and enters the first game with Barry Lunny Jr. in charge. We'll cover all of that on the other side of this break from the Go 24-7 podcast. CBS Friday, TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. You speak. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Welcome back to the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. We're here with Trey Biddy of hogsports.com previewing LSU Arkansas 
Trey, when you and I had dinner at SEC Media Days, we talked a lot about Chad Morris, what they were going to bring offensively. Joe Craddock calling the plays this weekend. It's been an adventure offensively mm-hmm. this entire year with multiple quarterbacks. Now it seems like John Stephen Jones and K.J. Jefferson are the two most likely quarterbacks for LSU fans to see on the field. What, what's kind of the quarterback situation? And, and obviously they're two very different guys. Well, it's been crazy. I mean, like I said earlier, you know, they, they change quarterbacks week after week. And, you know, this situation, they're, they're kind of working all four of them a little bit. Not, they're not going to tip their hand on, on where they're going. It's just going to be, as Barry Lunny said, surprise, 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 I guess, for LSU. I think that the, the thing that makes sense is to go with K.J. Jefferson. You know, Nick Starkle, whatever happened in that San Jose State game when he threw five interceptions, he's just never recovered. And it's crazy. You see him in practice, and the ball is just right there at your face mask. It's the same ball every single time, just a laser. Uh, but, man, when he's been out there on the field, he just hasn't seen the field very well and made a lot of mistakes. And then with Ben Hicks, he's just kind of had a ceiling. You know, he's never going to be – too great. He's never going to be just horrendous, although he didn't play very well last time out, but he's just kind of being in the middle. And then John Stephen Jones is is limited in a lot of ways. He's not a very big guy. He doesn't have the arm strength to stretch the field. So you you do run into some limitations with him. KJ is a guy that makes a lot of sense in terms of he is just a freshman. I think that he's probably your guy if you mold him properly into next year. You've got these last four games, the last two games now. So you've been able to play him in these last two keep developing him, you know, throughout this bye week, figure out what works with him. He's got a really big arm. Sometimes he needs to learn how to take a little bit of uh, of steam off of it. He's got legs, got good size. You know, he's a guy that you could possibly build around for the future. So I think when you're talking about, you know, what's this team look like moving forward and maybe also who gives you the best chance to compete, it's probably K.J. Jefferson, although they're not, they're not going to say just yet who's going to be the starter. And actually, Billy, we don't get any player availability this week, and I can understand that, you know, why you wouldn't get it in this situation, but there won't be any player availability for Arkansas this week. Well, that's interesting. I, I, I'm high on K.J. Jefferson long-term. I think John Stephen Jones was a great high school quarterback at Highland Park. I know a lot about Ben Hicks, as, as you know, but mm-hmm. I think K.J. with – especially the way Ole Miss played against LSU last week, being able to run the football will be key from the quarterback position, maybe kind of you know, change things up. Arkansas does have a really good running back, I think, in Rakeem Boyd and, and certainly some playmakers at wide receiver to kind of take advantage of, albeit you know, fairly young wideouts running around. Defensively, though, has been the issue. LSU fans mm-hmm. have certainly been familiar with John Chavis. Third and Chavis uh, is, is, is kind of legendary around uh, LSU for some mm-hmm. of those long third down conversions. But the the experiment of him you know, being the, the defensive coordinator at 1.5 million just, just hasn't really worked this season. Where where can Arkansas go against this high powered LSU attack? Yeah, you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. It just it just does not work. These guys are not playing. They're not fighting. I don't know if it's because – and I respect everything that Chavis has done over his 30-plus years as a coordinator, 42 years as a head coach – or excuse me, as a, as a co- college coach. But – I did, he hasn't recruited very well at Arkansas. He his defense has been just horrendous, and I wonder if it's he maybe he hasn't had to deal with a dip in talent before. You know, he probably his next level down from talent is you know Texas A and M and didn't perform necessarily very well there. Obviously, had a lot of success at LSU and Tennessee, but at Arkansas, it has just been an unmitigated disaster. I mean, like I said, how many co- how many coordinators out there that are making a million and a half dollars uh, just have an awful defense, Billy? You well, won't find anybody. You won't find LSU anybody. Fans, 
LSU fans are, are, are asking Dave Aranda the same question after last week with 2.5 million, but no, I, I know exactly what LSU saying, fans, you, you have nothing to complain about right now. <laughs> Stop complaining if you're complaining <laughs> LSU because you don't know what you got until you lose it sometimes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's always kind of funny. I think when you look at defensive coordinators in college football nowadays, you're just almost looking for that one stop when you need it the most against a lot yeah. of these offenses. And, and, so often, you know, people forget what Dave Aranda did just a, you know, a week prior against Alabama in the first half and, you know, shutting down that offense and holding them to just a touchdown. It, it is kind of that wild ride, but just not any sort of consistent, you know, promising performance from, from the Arkansas defense, no. uh, especially this year. Last, last year, they played LSU really, really tough at home. And, and I think that's kind of sticking in the minds of a lot of LSU players this week as they, you know, try to bounce back from a tough defensive performance against Ole Miss in the second half and and, and try to right the ship uh, before Texas A&M comes to town. What do you, how do you kind of see this game playing out? Is, is this one where Arkansas is going to get any sort of boost with an interim coach? I would, I, I'm, a, I'm a Barry Lonnie fan. I remember Barry throughout the years. He's always been good to us. And so I'm definitely, I hope that, that Barry has a good showing. You know, I don't think he's a head coaching candidate or anything, but I would expect LSU to probably cover, jump out 17 nothing, something like that. That's pretty much what we've seen in all these games. And, you know, you bring up a good point, though. Uh, I don't think you intentionally did about how Arkansas played LSU last year. That was senior day, and that was really right before Arkansas completely let go of the rope. They lost 42-6 to to Mississippi State on the road and lost to Missouri on the road 38-0. Games that they didn't really have a whole lot to play for on the road, didn't necessarily want to be in Columbia in the rain and sleet and all that stuff. Um, but you fast forward to this year, same senior day, every opportunity for these guys to play their last game in Razorback Stadium and on, you know, on a, ended on a high note, fight, and they get blown out of the water by Western Kentucky and the quarterback that they ran off. And that just show if that doesn't show regression, then I don't really know what does. And for this game in Baton Rouge, yeah, you'd like to think that they come out with some fight and some energy, and maybe they will. Maybe they will initially, but eventually LSU is just going to take over this game, and, and it's just going to be another blowout. Well, brother, I, I know you've got a ton of stuff going on, so I appreciate you guys jumping you, you jumping on with me. And and uh, if you guys want to hear the Arkansas side of things throughout the week, there is no one better than Hog Sports. Trey, Danny, and Pete over there do an outstanding job. Uh, they got a, a much better podcast than we do. That that studio that you got there is something special, man. I know you appreciate guys are that. The, I know you guys are knocking it out of the park. So we appreciate the few minutes um, and and you know, looking forward to, to catching up throughout the week and, and following the coaching search. All right. Appreciate you, Billy. That'll do it for this edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. Quick reminder, hit that subscribe button, hit that rating, review, all of those things, and check out Trey's podcast as well. Hog Sports Live, I believe, right? Yes. Hog Sports Live. H-A-W-G Sports Live. Check it out. And, uh, Keep it locked on Hog Sports and go 24-7 for the latest on LSU Arkansas this week. Have a great rest of the week, everyone. And thanks for listening to this edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. 
Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.